The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we're going to be discussing the founding of Ilvermorny School, North America's answer to Hogwarts. I'll be kicking things off by discussing the story of its founder, Isolde Sayre, then segueing into the founding of the school. Following that, I'll be breaking down the minutiae of everything that we know about Ilvermorny, from its own unique house system, to the school's grounds, to its curriculum, and more. Without further ado, I present to you the tale of Isolde Sayre and Ilvermorny School. Isolde Sayre was an Irish witch born sometime around the year 1603 who spent most of her early childhood in the valley of Cum Laura, County Kerry. Isolde came from two pure-blood wizarding families, the Sayres and the Gaunts. Her father was William Sayre, and her mother was Rhianna Gaunt, who came from the House of Gaunt. You may recognize the name Gaunt, and that's because it's the same family that Voldemort comes from, descendants of Salazar Slytherin himself. Isolde had an idyllic childhood. Her family lived in the beautiful countryside, everyone was happy and healthy, and her parents had a good relationship with their muggle neighbors. It has been expressed that Rihanna and William would help their muggle neighbors with magical cures for humans and livestock whenever possible. However, this idyllic life didn't last forever, as when she was five years old, both of her parents died during an attack on the family home. Isolde was rescued from the fire by her mother's estranged sister, Gormla Gaunt, and Isolde was taken to the neighboring valley of Coombe Cali or Hags Glen, where she was raised from then on. However, as Isolde grew older, she came to the realization that her aunt wasn't her savior, she was in fact the murderer of her parents. Unstable and cruel, Gormla was a fanatical pureblood who believed that her sister's helpfulness to her muggle neighbors was setting Isolde upon a dangerous path to intermarriage with a non-magical man. Gormla disapproved of the way that Isolde was being raised by her parents, and in an effort to set Isolde on the right path, she knew that she would need to take drastic action. She believed that by murdering Isolde's parents and raising her as her own, she could get her back on track. As Gormla hailed from the Gaunt family, she came from a long line of pure-blood radical supremacists. Because of this, extreme prejudice was ingrained in her mentality. This meant that she could not sit idly by while Isolde was raised in such a pure, accepting manner. Gormla refused to allow Isolde to take up her place at Hogwarts when the letter arrived, on the basis that Isolde would learn more at home than at a dangerously egalitarian establishment full of mudbloods. However, Gormla herself had attended Hogwarts and told Isolde a great deal about the school. In the main, she did this to denigrate the place, lamenting that Salazar Slytherin's plans for the purity of wizard kind had not been fulfilled. To her niece, isolated and mistreated by an aunt she believed to be at least half insane, Hogwarts sounded like a kind of paradise, and she spent much of her teens fantasizing about it. And for twelve long years, Azolt was trapped under Gormla's roof, isolated from the world and suppressed in every way by her evil aunt. However, on one fateful day, Azolt was eventually able to escape by stealing her aunt's wand. She knew that she would need to travel far, far away, as Gormla would inevitably come looking for her. Because of this, Isolde eventually found herself masquerading as a muggle boy named Elias Story on a ship called the Mayflower. Isolde eventually found herself in America, amongst some of the earliest settlers. 
Alone in a new country, Isolt was unsure of what her next move would be, but she eventually decided to head to the mountains. After spending some time in the mountains, Isolt eventually came across a creature native to America known as a Pukwudgie, a short grey-faced creature distantly related to the European goblin. Isolt came across the Pukwudgie when it was being attacked by another creature known as a Hidebehind, a vicious nocturnal beast adept at both disguise and disemboweling, the result of accidental breeding between a demiguise and a ghoul. She ended up saving the Pukwudgie's life and in return, the Pukwudgie vowed to serve her until he had an opportunity to properly repay his debt to her. The Pukwudgie refused to give Isolt his real name, which led to her dubbing him William after her father. This was the beginning of their adventures together. While wandering in the woods one day, Isolt and William came across a family who were being attacked by the same hide behind that had attacked William. It was a family of four, two parents and their two boys, and by the time Isolt and William showed up, the parents were already as good as dead. After the hide behind had been defeated, Isolt determined that the boys, though they were injured, still stood a chance at surviving. In an effort to help save their lives, Isolt and William took them home and Isolt began nursing them back to health. At this point in time, Isolt was so furious with William and his reluctance to help save the boys that she told him that she no longer had any need of him, and he left. Though she had lost her Pukwudgie companion, Isolt had gained two new ones, two boys named Chadwick and Webster. While the boys were injured for quite some time, they did slowly begin to regain their strength, and Isolt was delighted when she found out that the two boys were in fact magical. When Isolt felt that the boys were in good enough health to be left on their own for a few hours, she went out in search of a proper burial site for their parents, and it was while searching for this burial site that Isolt came across a man by the name of James Steward. Steward, who knew the Boot family, had gone into the forest to search for them. While digging the graves for Mr. and Mrs. Boot, Steward noticed a wand on Mr. Boot's person, and out of curiosity, gave it a wave. Because Steward was not magical, the wand rebelled against him, and it sent him flying backwards through the air. He woke in a small shelter of branches and animal skins to find himself being nursed by Isolde. She could not hide her magic from him in such a confined space, particularly when she was brewing potions to aid the boot boy's recovery and using her wand to hunt. Isolde intended to obliviate James once he was over his concussion and to send him back to the colony at Plymouth. After James had recovered, Isolt was overjoyed to have another adult around. They formed a connection with one another very quickly, and shortly after meeting, they began to build a house together on top of Mount Greylock. After the cottage had been completed, Isolt named it Ilvermorny after the cottage that she was born in. With every day that passed, Isolt told herself that she would obliviate James, but eventually, she came to the realization that they were simply too deep in love, with the result being that they just married. Isolt and James raised the boot boys like their own children, and while they were growing up, Isolt would tell them stories of a magical school named Hogwarts. The boys longed to attend a magical school, but Isolt, who knew that returning to Ireland could result in an altercation with Gormla, told the boys that she would start a school of magic for them right there in their cottage, the same cottage that she dubbed Ilvermorny. As they wanted to base the school off of Hogwarts, the boys were insistent that the school have four different houses, and on that same night, the small and unusual family of misfits began brainstorming ideas for what these houses would be called. They eventually decided that they would name the houses after their favorite magical beasts, 
and so Thunderbird, Wampus, Horn Serpent, and Pukwudgie were born. When Webster turned 11, it was time for his magical studies to begin. By this time, word had spread of the family's little cottage and the school that was being formed, and just by word of mouth, their first school year had a couple of students from outside of the family. Year by year, however, the school grew, and by the year 1634, the school had grown to beyond any of their expectations. What started as a small-scale operation inside of a little cottage eventually became a massive educational staple in North America, and the cottage expanded into a huge castle which could accommodate student boarding. Witches and wizards were sent there from all over North America, and by the 19th century, Ilvermorny had built the reputation that it enjoys today. Isolde and James both lived to be over a hundred. They had seen the cottage of Ilvermorny become a granite castle, and they died in the knowledge that their school was now so famous that magical families all over North America were clamoring to educate their children there. They had hired staff, they had built dormitories, they had concealed their school from nomad eyes by clever enchantments. In short, the girl who had dreamed of attending Hogwarts had helped found the North American equivalent. School Structure Grounds As I mentioned earlier, Ilfomorny's impressive castle could be found on top of the highest peak of Mount Greylock in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. The Berkshires were mountains formed over half a billion years ago when Africa collided with North America, effectively pushing up the Appalachian Mountains and forming the bedrock of the Berkshires. Erosion over hundreds of millions of years has worn these mountains down to what we see today, and the average elevation of the Berkshires ranges from 700 to 1200 feet. However, its high points were in excess of 3000 feet, which is where Ilvermorny resides. Just like Hogwarts, Ilvermorny had concealment charms hiding its exact location, but in Ilvermorny's case, these enchantments hid the school in a wreath of misty cloud. Provided that Ilvermorny's immense structure sprouted from a small granite stone house, it's likely that the castle was built up using similar materials. However, one notable characteristic of the school was that its front doors were adorned with marble statues of both Isolt Sayre and James Stewart. Houses and Sorting Ceremony Provided that Ilvermorny was so heavily based off of Hogwarts, it shouldn't surprise you that Ilvermorny not only adopted the house system, but also the sorting ceremony. Let me indulge you with some information about both topics. The sorting ceremony at Ilvermorny is oh so similar to the ceremony at Hogwarts, with students being brought up one by one to have their house chosen for them. However, Ilvermorny's process doesn't involve a dirty hat, and instead enlists the help of enchanted carvings. One by one, students are called to stand on the symbol of the Gordian Knot set into the middle of the stone floor. In silence, the school then waits for the enchanted carvings to react. If the horned serpent wants the student, the crystal set into its forehead will light up. If the wampus wants the student, it roars. The thunderbird signifies its approval by beating its wings, and the pukwudgie will raise its arrow into the air. And if two or more carvings should happen to react to a student at once, then the decision lies with the student to choose their house for themselves. On to the houses. The four houses of Ilvermorny are Thunderbird, Wampus, Horned Serpent, and Pukwudgie, aptly named after the favorite magical beasts of each founder. Horned Serpent was chosen by Isolt, Wampus by Webster, Thunderbird by Chadwick, and Pukwudgie by James. Thunderbirds are extremely powerful magical birds that eclipse even the powers of the fabled phoenix. Like the phoenix and its association to the element of fire, Thunderbirds more closely resonate with aspects of thunder and lightning. 
Thunderbirds can command the weather and create powerful targeted storms whenever they want. Additionally, they are immense in size, have incredible strength, and possess huge powerful talons. Like the Phoenix, their feathers can be taken and used in a wand core. Thunderbird cores are said to be particularly powerful at transfiguration. Wampus cats are magical cats native to the Appalachians that heavily resemble mountain lions or cougars. But while they heavily resemble a common mountain lion, they are very different. Able to walk on their hind legs and perform legitimacy hypnosis using their yellow eyes. Wampus cats were said to be fast, strong, and almost impossible to kill. It's also worth mentioning that the tears of a wampus cat had strong degenerative properties. If just a few drops were ingested, the drinker would begin to rapidly lose their memory. Horned serpents were intelligent magical snakes that boasted a horn on their head and could be found in different parts of the world. There were several different species of horned serpents, with the Zoltsair running into the one most commonly found in North America. The natural habitats of horned serpents were bodies of water, and they were known to emit a low, musical note to sound danger. Buckwudgies are short, grey-faced, large-eared creatures distantly related to the European goblin. Fiercely independent, tricky, and not over-fond of humankind, whether magical or mundane, it possesses its own powerful magic. Buckwudgies hunt with deadly, poisonous arrows and enjoy playing tricks on humans. But with the creatures representing each house to find, one big question remains. What does being sorted into each house mean? What does it tell us about the young witch or wizard that's sorted? Before answering this, I think it's important to mention that while Hogwarts views each house as its own distinct entity, Ilvermorny has a more all-encompassing approach, viewing each house as one part of a whole. It is sometimes said of the Ilvermorny houses that they represent the whole witch or wizard. The mind is represented by a horned serpent, the body Wampus, the heart Pakwaji, and the soul Thunderbird. Others say that Horned Serpent favors scholars, Wampus warriors, Bakwaji healers, and Thunderbird adventurers. So regardless of where you're sorted, you are still connected to the other houses in some way. While examining these houses, I couldn't help but look at them through a Hogwarts-centric viewpoint, desperately trying to identify the Hogwarts equivalents. But in truth, the houses at Ilvermorny are entirely their own. Wampus is sort of Gryffindor, and Horned Serpent is sort of Ravenclaw, but it's just not that simple. After the sorting ceremony had ended, students were then brought to a large hall where they were chosen once more, this time by a wand. Uniform While the robes of Hogwarts students were influenced by the house that they had been sorted into, Ilvermorny didn't adopt this practice. The robes, for all students of Ilvermorny, were blue and cranberry, Blue because it was Azalt's favorite color, and because she always wanted to be a Ravenclaw, and Cranberry simply because James happened to love Cranberry Pie. The blue and Cranberry robes were also fastened by a gold Gordian knot in memory of the brooch Azalt found in the ruins of the original Ilvermorny Cottage. Curriculum While Hogwarts boasts 21 subjects, 23 if you count subjects branched off from core subjects, there isn't as much available information out there on the curriculum of Ilvermorny. However, we do know that they teach the following. Defense Against the Dark Arts is a class that teaches students defensive techniques to defend themselves against the dark arts, and to protect themselves from dark creatures. One of the professors of this subject was Rihanna Stewart, the daughter of Ilvermorny founders Zoltsair and James Stewart. 
Charms class teaches students how to perform spells that add different properties to objects or individuals. Charm students at Ilvermorny used Chadwick's Charms Volumes 1 to 7, written by founder Chadwick Boot, as their standard textbook for the class. An award called the Charms Chalice was given to students who excelled in the subject. Transfiguration class teaches students how to change the form or appearance of an object. To celebrate this field of study, Ilvermorny held a contest between students called the Transfiguration Tournament. Potions class involves the creation of mixtures, serums, and liquids with magical properties. Potion making is a very methodical process that requires the correct mixing and stirring of ingredients at the right times and temperatures. Xylomancy class taught students an often overlooked method of divination involving twigs. Arithmancy is a branch of magic concerned with the magical properties of numbers. Those who excelled in this subject at Ilvermorny received an award named the Arithmancy Achievement Accolade. The study of ancient runes is a theoretical subject that involves the studying of ancient runic scripts. Creature care is the same as Hogwarts' care of magical creatures, a class that instructs students on how to care for magical beasts. Headmasters, Staff While Ilvermorny has undoubtedly employed many a professor over the years, very few are on record. Known headmasters include his altseer, James Stewart, and the current, Agilbert Fontaine, descendant of Theodard Fontaine, one of the original Twelve Auras in the US. Known professors include Rihanna Stewart, younger daughter of Zoltzer and James Stewart who taught Defense Against the Dark Arts, and Eulalie Hicks, professor of charms and keeper of keys that we see in the latest Fantastic Beasts film, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I wish there was more info on the teachers of Ilvermorny, but that's all we've got at the moment. Famous Graduates but while we don't have a massive amount of information pertaining to the professors of the school, we do know a fair bit about some of its more high-profile graduates. Serafina Pickery was an American witch who served as the president of the Magical Congress of the United States of America from 1920 to 1928. In childhood, Serafina was sorted into Horned Serpent. Another member of Makusa, Holly Blackbird, was an American witch that specialized in protecting hodags from nomadges. While studying at Ilvermorny, Blackbird was sorted into Thunderbird House. The next two notable graduates are sisters Tina and Queenie Goldstein, protagonists in the recent Fantastic Beasts films. During their time at Ilvermorny, Tina and Queenie were sorted into Thunderbird and Pukwudgie, respectively. School Song The Ilvermorny school song was cut from the films, so it's a little unclear if it should be considered canon or not, but here it is nonetheless. We stand as one united against the Puritan. We draw our inspiration from Goodwitch Morrigan, for she was persecuted by common wondless men, so she fled from distant Ireland and so our school began. Oh, Ilvermorny, Massachusetts, we choo choose it, we choo choose it, the wizard school supreme. Your castle walls, they kept us safe, the days with you a dream. You taught us all our magic, and now one thing's quite clear, where we roam, where we roam, our one true home, our one and own, is Ilvermorny dear. Legacy Given that Ilvermorny was founded by a nomad, it shouldn't surprise you to hear that Ilvermorny earned itself a reputation as the most democratic of all the great wizarding schools. And long after the passing of both Isolt and James, Ilvermorny continued to attract students from all over North America. Ilvermorny's reputation continued to increase over the years, and it eventually became a boarding school, taking in students from across North America. 
more teachers were hired to meet the demand, and the house was expanded to a castle. By the 19th century, it had gained an international reputation, and by the 1920s, it was considered one of the greatest wizarding schools in the world. And that's it for this video. Did you know the history of Ilvermorny, what its houses were, what subjects it taught? If you learned something in this video, please leave a comment down below. And as always, if you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.